Hello and welcome to the latest Safer West Mercia podcast. My name is John Campion and I'm the West Mercia uh, Police and Crime Commissioner. Uh, I'm joined today by a a Chief Inspector called Pete from uh, West Mercia Police, who I'll allow to introduce himself and say a little bit about what you do uh, within West Mercia Police. Thank you, John. Um, So my name is Pete, um, Chief Inspector in our Strategy Planning and Insights Unit uh, in West Mercia. So my role predominantly uh, covers uh, six business areas, um, which is aligned to strategy and service improvement. So I look after um, strategy and business planning. I've got our consultation and engagement, uh, predominantly um, central around satisfaction surveys, uh, victim satisfaction. Um, I also hold a portfolio for um, diversity, equality and inclusion. I've also got all things that are HMIC, FRS, um, I also look after business intelligence and uh, I also look after um, one other area which completely escapes me, but I'll come back to it. <laughs> you, um, you're now uh, working in a, in a more central uh, role, supporting the organisation over um, uh, how, how we use information and drive uh, central policy to improve service uh, to the public out there. But um, you, you've done uh, more ordinary policing roles uh, over your career. Roughly, how, how long have you been in the service, and, and, and what if your uh, what's your policing uh, history been like? As in, what, what which bits of policing have you been involved in? Okay, so um, been nineteen years uh, in. Um, so started off uh, my PC career at uh, North Worcestershire. So I covered the areas of Kidderminster, Redditch, and Bromsgrove um, as a police constable. Um, so patrol. Um, I then joined the Save Neighbourhood team again at North Worcestershire. I worked in uh, CID um, for about three years and then got promoted to sergeant uh, sometime back in 2008. Um, as a sergeant, I started my um, uh, role on a patrol team again at Kidderminster. Um, I then moved into custody. I did custody sergeant for about two years. Um, came out of custody, back onto patrol team, and did some work around um, hate crime. So then got promoted to inspector in 2014. Um, again, still at North Worcestershire, um, I was the patrol inspector covering Kidderminster Service in Bromsgrove. Um, performed that role for about 18 months before then moving into the control room here at the Operation Communication Centre. So. In the control room, I was the, um, uh, the firearms commander in there, so I looked after threat, harm, and risk for the force. Um, pursuit commander um, carried out um, the role of uh, managing public contact uh, within the context of uh, managing threat, harm, and risk. Um, Formed that for five years, and then I got promoted to chief inspector um, in uh, November last year and started in this role in strategy planning and insights uh, in May of this year. It's a, a, a mixed background, and as commissioner, I'm uh, I'm I'm always fascinated by uh, the different roles that police officers in their in their careers over two decades uh, get involved in, and uh, a, quite a suite of uh, different challenges that you've uh, that you faced in terms of keeping our community community safe. And those leadership roles, uh, I would imagine, uh, you've seen some very interesting incidents that have been challenging and and also very rewarding to be involved in. Yes, indeed. Um, I, I've been 
varied career. Um, thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, it's been operational mainly for most of my career, but moving across into um, a more central role um, has been a good challenge and uh, you know, something that uh, is a good development role, but also looking forward to uh, learning a bit more about the, uh, the business. You're, um, part of the reasons we are talking to you today is about um, uh, the Black History Month and around um, how we celebrate all parts of uh, a community that make up um, uh, West Mercia and uh, your your own heritage uh, is a uh, has a both uh, British and Ugandan heritage uh, within it which uh, uh, it also included you living in Uganda in a very early part of your part of your life and coming back to uh, the UK a, a little later having having been born here um, I just wondered whether uh, you would talk a little bit about um, how that as a young person um, influenced uh, influenced you and uh, the kind of challenges that 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 presented uh, presented itself. Yeah, so um, I was born in England, down in Brighton. Um, uh, we, my father's a black Ugandan, my mother's white British. Um, he came across um, to the UK back in the sixties to uh, to study accountancy. Um, he was um, uh, very fortunate to have won a scholarship. Um, he lived in a very rural area of Uganda. Um, scholarships weren't easy to come by, but um, he was uh, very academic, um, academically ambitious. Um, so he won a scholarship, came to study in the UK, uh, met my mother in Brighton. We got married and obviously had three children. So I have a, an older brother and an older sister. So we left Uganda back in 1970, we left England in 1972, and uh, we went to live in Uganda. Um, it was an interesting time. Um, I didn't know any different. Um, I did all my growing up years there. So I went to, uh, to school there, went to college, um, did my O-levels, I did my A-levels. Um, but life um, was challenging um, because um, we lived through a number of different regimes, government regimes. Um, we were there during the dictatorship of Idi Amin. Um, saw some horrific um, atrocities that happened during that regime. Um, we um, lived through about six other government regimes that had taken over after Idi Amin was overthrown back in 1979. Um, and it was very challenging because the country was politically unstable. Um, there was a lot of um, you know economic deprivation, um, there was a lot of, um, you know, social injustice. And, you know, growing up in that time, we didn't know any different, we just accepted it as the norm. Um, and life was challenging in, in respect of being uh, somebody of uh, mixed heritage. Um, it was particularly challenging because, um, you know, having been born into a mixed heritage family, uh, obviously, I've got brown skin, um, which is uh, was frowned upon by uh, some of the um, some of my peers, uh, some of the uh, members of the public, who found it quite uh, quite all right to um, you know um, send verbal abuse um, towards myself and my siblings. Um, so that was challenging growing up, you know, thinking that uh, you were different in a negative way. So. With the challenges, uh, there was also good times that we grew up with friends and family. Um, it was, uh, you know, we had a, a really great, um, you know, cohort of friends. Um, college um, was great. I went to a, um, a boarding school to do my A-levels. Um, that was, um, you know, quite interesting, quite challenging as well. But I um, managed to get my uh, A-levels done before I then came back over to the UK. So a bit of a mixture of uh, different emotions uh, living in, in, in Uganda. Quite, um, quite a different upbringing and uh, early life to some of the communities that you now 
you now police and some of those challenges and experience obviously shape who who you are as an individual and as a leader how did that 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 early life and I know you said uh, doesn't um, you didn't know any different in terms of uh, experiencing some of the uh, what history will judge as some of the, one of the harshest uh, dictators uh, uh, in terms of uh, the way that they uh, led their people um, how did that translate to you wanting to wanting to join the police and uh, and to wear the uniform that you you've worn for over two decades standing on that thin blue line keeping our community safe yeah, so obviously having been done my growing up years in Uganda to a very turbulent time, uh, as I mentioned before, there was political instability, government deprivation, social injustice. Um, you know, I witnessed um, many atrocities um, that really questioned my view of humanity. Um, but the kind of things that uh, people did to help each other through some really dark times and seeing the effects of such kindness and compassion just gave me that real sense of hope and desire to help people. Um, so when I came back to the UK uh, back in 1989, um, I worked a number of roles um, in retail, advertising, uh, catering, and I just felt I always needed a more fulfilling career um, where I could help people more. So I picked up the paper one day and saw that um, was mostly work recruiting. So I thought long and hard um, about uh, whether I should join and uh, whether it was a career for me. But I think the overriding factor of wanting to help people just drove my desire. So I put my application in and the rest is history. So um, here I am 19 years later. If you uh, if you wound that clock back and uh, and uh, that, that young man that was uh, just in the process of uh, filling in and submitting his application form, um, what advice would you have uh, uh, all those years later uh, back to that uh, person submitting the application form? I think really having been through quite a lot of challenges um, by, you know, by the time I'd got to the age of 19, um, I would say um, having been through all those challenges um, and got to this point, um, everything that's got me through those challenges has been down to um, courage and resilience and my own core values. So I would say, um, you know, treat every um, challenge as, as an opportunity. And of course, um, Joining the police, um, I didn't, you know, I thought it would be a challenge, but I took that as a, an opportunity really to go out there and, and help the community. It, um, it's, it's always fascinating. Uh, you know, I'm uh, a man in my mid 40s. I look back and uh, some some uh, some things, uh, choices I would have made differently. And uh, uh, hindsight's a great thing, isn't it? But uh, also uh, being true to yourself, I, I, you know, and true to those beliefs is, is something that's always. Very strong, and, and and I often will talk to lots of police officers, and, and being true to themselves is is a, is a very strong uh, theme. Um, you you've said as as we heard earlier some of the varied roles you've done. Are there some are there some best memories of your of your of your service? Those that might be uh, those that might be listening, and uh, might be the nineteen year old self thinking they're going to submit their application because I know we're uh, out recruiting for police officers again. Is uh, is there some best memories you look back on on your uh, police service so far and think that's why I uh, I put the uniform on and uh, and uh, carry the warrant card. Yeah, it's a bit of a difficult one because I've had some really good memories over, over the years of um, policing. Um, I really enjoyed uh, my role in the OCC as a, um, a firearms commander. Um, again, um, I 
never um, carried a firearm when I was a sergeant or a, a police constable, but coming in as a police uh, firearms commander was a role that I really enjoyed. Um, I've had some great times on shifts um, when I've been in uh, North Worcestershire as a sergeant and an inspector. Had some great camaraderie with um, some of my colleagues there. We've had some great times and shared some great, uh, great moments. But if you're asking me one particular um, memory that sticks out, I guess when I was in North Worcestershire, um, I was in charge of our hate crime unit um, for a period of, of eight months um, as a, a role that I took on. And during that time, I was a hate crime a detective sergeant. And uh, we achieved, um, as a unit, um, the best detection rates in the country, um, which really helped to um, you know, serve our, our communities out there. And by having those great detection rates, it reduced the amount of hate crime within the communities of North Worcestershire. So I guess that was a really great moment for me. Um, and um, you know, I had a great team that I worked with, and uh, you know, they were extremely dedicated to you know to what we actually did to achieve those um, those uh, great uh, you know great achievements. I um I love that sense of uh, in, in in Little West Mercia being the greatest detection rates in the country. That's uh, you know it's uh, it's those nuggets of uh, amazing acts that often go unnoticed. Uh, you know, and I love that as being one of your. One your fond, fond memories. Um, I, I want to thank you, Pete, for joining today and also sharing some of your, uh, sharing some of your uh, experience, uh, but also uh, for your service, your, your service to our community as a police officer. Um, I, I'm incredibly proud to be commissioner because of the brave men and women that make up the service uh, in keeping our community safe and doing the job that you do. So thank you for that, first of all, but also thank you for sharing some of your um, experience on, on our Safer West Mercia podcast. Um, for those uh, listeners who might be interested in either um, West Mercia Police's journey around being more uh, inclusive and representative of the of the work of the community that it serves, um, you can see on my website some of that holding to account uh, engagement. You can also look uh, on West Mercia Police's website on their um, commitments to uh, diversity and inclusive inclusion, but also celebrating the uh, the many uh, cultural backgrounds that uh, proudly make up the uh, the three historic counties. Um, of, of West Mercia. Um, Pete, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you. I appreciate your time. And uh, thank you so much. And thank you to our podcast listeners uh, to this latest Safer West Mercia podcast.